0: Recorded in the heart of the Ozarks, this is Front Porch Anarchist, one man's attempt to spread the ideas of freedom and liberty, one podcast at a time, reaching out to those of you who are straddling a fence somewhere between statism and freedom. Front Porch Anarchist, freedom starts on your own front porch. And the podcast starts. I heartily accept the motto that government is best which governs least. Carried out, it finally amounts to this, which also, I believe, that government is best which governs not at all. From the Jeep Patriot Studios... On the Gray Homestead, this is the Sunday edition of Front Porch Anarchist, And this Sunday happens to be Easter. Happy Easter for those of you who um, who observe such things. And since it is Easter, I thought I would go with kind of a religious theme inspired by a um, conversation that I saw in a group that I am a member of. A little, um, It's just a little town group. Little town in Arkansas near where our uh, our little cabin is in the woods there. And anyway, it's um it was about the uh, language on a government car and how that person is upset that some of the language has been changed. So um, yeah, I want to get into that and maybe a little bit about faith in flags. I would go so far as to say the worship of flags, but you know, hey, whatever floats your boat. I'd like to get started with uh, just a little short update here from the homestead. We've been working pretty hard the last couple of weeks. I do work a full-time job, and then on my days off, we are trying to become a little more self-sufficient. We're trying to get back off the grid, down to that little place in Arkansas. So we've been doing a few things. Gardening is one of those. We've been working pretty hard on getting the, the garden ready. It's it's time for it to be it's time for it to be planted. We have quite a few seeds started. We we actually have some plants that are ready to go in the ground. We're just kind of waiting on the weather here to see what's gonna happen. Last couple of days have been nice, but we did have some nice weather a while back and things went south pretty quickly, and had we had we already planted our little plants, they would have succumbed to the cold temperatures. So we're just waiting on that. Also, we had a little deer problem the other day. The, uh, the deer, either they either used the, the garden as a springboard to get out of the fenced-in yard, or they used it as a landing pad to get in. Not really sure which way that went. Maybe they did both. But it was pretty evident that they had, they had come into the yard to eat the clover. Evidently, they're used to that. And they were right up against the house, actually. Hopefully, we'll get the dogs up here shortly and... And that won't be a problem. Maybe. Um, speaking of the dogs, the way we're going to get the dogs up here is uh, we have to have some dog pens, and the only way to get the dog pens out here is to pull them on a trailer. That's the best way we could figure it out. Either that or rent a U-Haul truck, but I think we're going to go with the trailer. So I spent this. Um, I spent the last two days putting. Well, not just putting, but we had to go buy a trailer hitch at U-Haul. And then I installed that. I was kind of surprised that it went in as easily as it did. Stopped by uh, by Tractor Supply, and they were out of the out of the dog kennels, which uh, sort of sucked. But anyway, it, they're on sale right now, so we were hoping to get one at, uh, at the sale price. And I think we'll still be able to pull that off. But the problem is we don't know when they're going to come in, and we were really hoping to rent a trailer there from Tractor Supply and, and bring the dog pen, get it all set up on this coming Wednesday, and then the next day I have off, we would go down and, and get one of the dogs and start bringing them up here one at a time and get them all acclimated. But now we're kind of in a holding pattern waiting to find out when Tractor Supply is going to get a new shipment of those those dog kennels. And also to help support that off-grid lifestyle that we're hoping to go back to, We've got another chest freezer. And I don't know if I've spoken about that at all, but but our cabin is completely off-grid. So anything that we do, we have to supply our own electricity. And we lived there for a couple of years, so we know that we need some kind of refrigerator. Because it really sucks having to basically keep a cooler buried in the ground. And then every couple of days you have to go get some ice. In the in the winter time it's no problem of course because you know you just leave the stuff outside it'll freeze actually while we were living there you could leave you could leave things inside the cabin and they would freeze too but yeah that's not very practical so so to avoid the whole cooler in the ground and traveling to get ice we wanted a refrigerator and we want a freezer but we don't have electricity so what we wanted to to get was something that was very, very efficient, so it wouldn't use much electricity. And we want something that is well insulated. The problem with the refrigerator is when you open it, all of the cool air just comes tumbling out every time you open it, and then it had, the compressor has to kick back on to get it cooled back down. So we decided that we would go with, with a chest freezer, because when you open the lid to that, your cold air stays inside. And also this chest freezer that we have, or that we that we got... It has a very, a very small compressor on it, so it doesn't take much electricity to run it. And not only that, it doesn't take much to start it. The problem with a lot of compressors is that it takes so much electricity to get it started. And and what we're running off of is a a power inverter that run that's attached to a um, a marine battery or a bank of marine batteries. So if you have a, a one thousand watt inverter you have to be careful with how much of a load that the refrigerator would put on that inverter when it kicks on so it it may run at 800 watts but it may take 1200 watts to get it started and that would trip your inverter you'd never get it you'd never get it going so so the one that we have the 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 chest freezer that we got doesn't take much electricity we'll be able to um we're going to be using a 2000 watt inverter not really sure yet how we're going to charge the batteries we were just charging them with the uh, with the truck but if we're going to be running refrigerator and things like that we're gonna have to come up with a different way of doing it uh, because it'll have to be recharged more and we're thinking kind of a combo between solar and wind and then back it all up with a uh, generator with the chest freezer of course it freezes right and it gets really cold and there's no way to keep it from freezing. Well, not using the um, the controls that come with the freezer, so I was able to find a a switch. Basically, it looks like a power strip, only you can set temperatures and things on it, and it has a has a thermostat that comes off of it, goes down inside the the freezer. So once the freezer gets down to whatever temperature we set it at, and I think I've got set it set at. 32 degrees? I think that's what I set it at. Maybe 34 degrees. Once it, once the temperature inside the freezer gets down to 32 degrees, it cuts the power off to the freezer, and the freezer stops freezing, and then, of course, the temperature starts creeping back up when it hits like 44 degrees, I think. It'll kick back on so that it can cool back down. And that seems to be doing really well. And there's a lot of usable space inside this this freezer turned refrigerator. We've got some milk crates set up in it. The milk crates make it so that we can we can move things around pretty easily. It's a it's a huge step up from a cooler with ice in it, and we've been running it now for I don't know a month maybe, and it's worked so well that we decided we would go with another one and actually use it as a freezer. So I've got them set side by side now. I'm not sure if we'll use both of those when we move to the cabin. That might be a bit much as far as electricity goes. Definitely in the wintertime we could use it. Not so sure about the summertime. We may only be able to use one or the other. Today when I went to get the um, the freezer, since that's enough about freezers, I went by myself. Unfortunately in the Jeep, the only way I can pick up the freezer is if I go by myself because I have to take the, the car seats out. With the car seats in here, there's no room for a freezer of course, and I needed to pick up some other things. one of those things I wanted to pick up was a case of beer, so I go in and pick up all well first of all, I bought the freezer, took the freezer out, put it in the in the jeep and then I went back in and bought the groceries that I needed to get and I picked up the the beer rang up all of my I always go through the self checkout and rang everything up I saved the beer for last and then when i when I uh, Scan the beer, of course, you know, authorization needed. Lady has to come over and check to make sure that I'm of age. And Walmart requires them to make sure that the customer is over 40 years old. Anyway, the woman looks at me and she looked me up and down. And I thought it was kind of strange because this woman has rang up my beer before. Anyway, she looked me up and down and then she said and then she asked me if I was, uh, old enough to, uh, be buying the beer, and, uh, I looked at her, and I said, well, yeah, I'm more than twice old enough to be buying beer. She gave me one more good look, and she said, okay, Mr. Not-A-Cop, and she punched in her things, and, and then I realized what it was. I was wearing my Not-A-Cop t-shirt, and, uh, yeah. So anyway, she gave me a she gave me that look, and I said, and after she turned around, I was like, oh, so you like the shirt? And she's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. It, it, evidently, it is a conversation starter. People were a little more friendly to me at this visit, and at first, I didn't realize what the deal was until I had this interaction. But a lot of people had smiled at me and and uh, nodded at me or whatever, and I really didn't think about it until that particular point. So I'm not sure how many uh, how many people you know how many people like the shirt or how many people sympathize with the shirt. Not really sure. It may have also been the fact that um, instead of carrying my little uh, shield with me today, I was carrying a full size uh, handgun. Might have been a little more noticeable. I don't know. So yeah, the the not a cop t shirt. You can check out the Facebook page and uh, and see what the not a cop t-shirt looks like it's it's basically just a, a black t-shirt and um, it has just pretty much like you would see the word police on a um, on a government employee t-shirt written right across the front in yellow this is um, this even uses kind of a, a similar font to that and it's it's printed I guess you would call it inverted. So the the yellow part doesn't actually make up the letters. If that makes any sense, it just kind of outlines the letters. I think it looks pretty cool too. If you're interested in it, give it a look. Send me a message. We'll work something out on that. But that uh, that's all well and good and everything. But this brings us to our um, to my main subject for the night. Keeping with the religious theme of the day, I think maybe it was yesterday. I was um, I got a notification about some little Facebook group. Uh, like I said earlier, it's it's a Facebook group for for news for the the little town near where we um, near where our cabin is down in Arkansas. And it was the, the guy was just kind of making a, a complaint that that he had seen one of the new police cars there in that town, and it it didn't have "In God We Trust" written on it. And he was really upset about that because he had been so proud of his town that they had in God we trust written on their government car and I mean it's a small town they might have two police cars I would I can't even imagine why they would have any more than that I guess they could so the guy was he was upset about that he said that he was so proud of his his town having that on there and now that he saw the new police car he just he had to wonder why it wasn't on there and if it was going to be on there well while he's wondering all that i'm wondering why people want to mix their politics and their religion together it seems like it makes both an even harder sell because okay let's say i might agree with them on their religion i'm pro- you know the there's only a fifty fifty chance I'm gonna agree with them on their politics right, and also what if you know what if I do agree with them on their politics, but I don't trust in the same God that they trust in or maybe I don't trust in any God, and then I'm just wondering you know i'm, I'm like, why in the world are we you know why do we have to read this? In God we trust on these government cars. And what if the person driving the government car doesn't really trust in whichever god that they're they're talking about or in a god at all? And this poor dude's got to drive around a car that says In God we trust on it. Yeah, to me that just it it makes no sense. You know, it's like the the faith that people put into their flags. I I really I can't get behind that either. I mean, it's a flag and I know that so many people say it's not the flag itself it's the what it represents but at the same time they get mad if somebody burns that flag right that piece of that piece of cloth and i know that infuriates people when they when you say it's a piece of cloth but i mean physically and in reality it is just a piece of cloth it would be no different than if it had a word written on it i don't understand why Why people put such an an emphasis on it. And I think if you were to step back and think about it that way, you'd have a hard time defending that. Okay, so maybe it represents an ideal to some people. I'm not sure. If you have any suggestions on on how I could even begin to fathom how people can put such faith in flags and and such, uh, please let me know. Uh, send me a message or something. I mean, I've really tried. I've tried to understand that. I understand that they do. It's just I don't understand how a thinking person can assign such value to to a piece of cloth, why they can get so upset about that. I mean, to me, it's no different than somebody making a, a your mama joke, you know, or or somebody, you know, trying to insult another person by saying, you know, your mama is this or that. It just... I don't care, I don't, I mean, it's not the truth, so, you know, why, why do I get cared? And why do, why do I get cared? why would I even care, and it's, it's sort of like a flag, I don't understand why somebody could get so worked up about burning it, or stomping on it, or, you know, doing something to it, I, I see a lot of vehicles, you know, they're sporting a uh, thin blue line flag, it's usually like an inverted colored flag, or maybe black and white, but then there'll be a blue line through it. I mean, there's a desecrated flag there. Why is nobody getting upset about that? They're using it to decorate. They're using it to represent something else. Who's getting mad about that? You know, there, there's something going on here that I just, I can't understand. And I can't help but think that the the in God we trust and and the faith in the flags there's got to be some deeper there's got to be some deeper mentality there and I can't help but wonder if if statism isn't easier for those who who are religious The the basis for statism, at, at least in the U.S., seems to be the U.S. Constitution. Anybody that, that you want to try to have a discussion with, it all boils down to, well, we have the government we have because the Constitution. Okay, yeah, those are some words that are written down by some people, but how does that apply to me? And as of right now, no one has ever proven to me how this Constitution applies to me I mean oh they can prove to me that it does I mean they can you know if I step outside of if I step out of outside of, of the laws that that this Constitution has authorized to be put into place yeah I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna be subject to um, to that Constitution but you know it's force that that doesn't mean it's right i mean a bully can take your a bully can take your kid's lunch money but it doesn't make it right i mean it doesn't mean that he really does have the authority to take it it just means he has the power to do so and yeah the us constitution has given some it hasn't actually given people power but people people enforce it with power with violence, and a lot of people scoff at the idea when they say when I say violence like that, but hey, that's what it is, because if you step outside the lines of those laws that that Constitution authorizes, or if you step outside the lines of the laws written by people who are in office because the Constitution allows them to be in the office, I guess that's being more specific. You're going to get bullied right into place, um, and they will use force up to and including death to make sure that that you abide by whatever laws they've written. Whether or not the the laws are just, whether or not they're moral, it doesn't really matter. If if it's a law, you're going to have to abide by it. If not, you're going to have a bad day, um, well, if you're caught at it you know i think my job right now is just to is to stay just maybe to to straddle uh, a line between what they allow and what they don't allow and that's kind of where we're going this summer we're we're, we're going to push some envelopes here and and try to stay just off of of their radar. And I'm not talking about hurting anybody. I'm not talking about stealing from anybody. I'm not talking about doing anything to anybody. We just want to grow some vegetables, sell them on the front porch, you know, maybe sell some t-shirts on the front porch, or maybe we take donations for the garden, whatever. But, you know, we'd like to see that front porch as a place where people could... um stop by, get a glass of tea, get a cup of coffee, maybe get a bowl of soup. I think that would be great. Maybe, um, you know, maybe maybe spread some ideas of freedom, but most importantly, you know, just get to know the neighbors and, and get to help, help build a better community. I mean, we've got, you know, there's people that drive by here all the time, and they've finally gotten where they wave at us, which is a relief because at first they weren't even doing that. But you know, we got two kids running around out here. The kids are real friendly, and they're waving at everybody and yelling "hi" and "bye." And and there's a stop sign right here at the house too, so people have to stop. And while they're stopped, you know, my kids are yelling at them "hi," and they can't help but wave. And and like I've said before, there's a lady that stopped once and gave us a big box of really nice dresses for the uh, for a little two-year-old, and uh, she even gave us a carton of eggs at one point, fresh eggs. There's definitely a community here. We'd like to work our way a little bit, a little more into it, and uh, maybe we could be the catalyst for for bringing the community even closer together. I don't know. Maybe the community's already really close-knit. Maybe we're just <laughs> outsiders, but you know what? If putting a little tea stand and uh, vegetable stand up on the front porch is how we have to get in, uh, get in with the rest of the community, well, maybe that's what we'll do, because I mean it's not like we're going to go down to church and and join in on the, you know, the Sunday services or whatever. So and our kids don't go to school, so so we're going to have to find another way to warm our way and we'll do what it takes because I think ultimately a strong community is going to be how how freedom is really going to be enjoyed. Yeah, that sounds corny, but you know, I'm tired of waiting on uh, the federal government to dissolve. It's not like they're going to abolish themselves and just say, hey, you know what, we're wrong, we're going home. Maybe we could start this from the ground up instead of waiting for it to happen from the top down. And, you know, if it's in a community with 150 people is where we have to start, then let's do it. Let's start in a community of 150 people and and just... um Let them know that anarchy is really not a scary concept. All right, well, I think that's uh, enough rambling for the night. Work is going to come early in the morning, so I guess I'll sign off. Thanks for listening. Check out that Not A Cop t-shirt at Front Porch Anarchist on Facebook. Thanks for listening. enjoyed this broadcast of the Front Porch Anarchast. Like and share our page or send us a message at Front Porch Anarchast on Facebook. He needs no masters.